0: Hey Buy the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly buy the book affirmation mini sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. Have you ever stolen anything?
2: Yes. Yes, I have. I stole some mascara in high school, and I still feel really bad about it.
0: Oh, Jolenta. I feel bad that you still feel horrible about it, but... You know, I mean, it makes sense that you would. We've been told our whole lives from the time we're very young, stealing is a very, very bad thing. Right. We should not be taking things that do not belong to us.
2: Exactly. Stealing equals naughty.
0: But hear me out, Jolenta. What if I told you that stealing in some cases Hmm. can be good, especially for the creative process?
2: I'd guess that there's probably some book about this.
0: Oh, you know there is. And of course, Jolenta, we're going to live by it because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is by the book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by. We follow it to the letter, and then we weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives, Jolanta. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And today we're kicking off season ten. Ten seasons. We're going back to basics here with season ten. We're just doing some good old heavy hitters that a lot of you have suggested or that are on the bestseller list. Yes. And today our first book of season ten is "Steal Like an Artist: Ten Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative" by Austin
0: Kleon. Austin Kleon is an artist, New York Times bestselling author, and speaker. Back in the day, Kleon was working at a library. When it hit him, he wanted to start a blog. His blog became Newspaper Blackout. It was a site where he'd post the poems he made by artfully blacking out newspaper articles and only leaving behind a few select words. His blog grew in popularity until it was made into a book in 2010 And after the success of Newspaper Blackout, Cleon wrote his first of three books on the creative process, Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative.
2: In Steal Like an Artist, Austin Cleon lays out the practical advice he wishes he had when he was first starting out. Advice that would have helped him get out of his own way and down to the business of making. But he makes it clear his ideas could apply to anyone who's trying to inject some creativity into their life and their work. In other words, most of us. In addition to 10 Steps, the book includes photographs, illustrations, quotations, and anecdotes about famous makers, as well as reminders that creativity is everywhere and
0: for everyone. Here's how you do it. Step one, steal like an artist. A good artist understands that nothing comes from nowhere, so stop trying to make something out of nothing. Stop trying to be completely original. Instead, consider what's worth stealing. Google everything. Jot down thoughts and observations. Record overheard conversations. Doodle. Keep a file of everything you swipe. The more ideas you collect, the more you can choose to be influenced by. Step two, don't wait
2: until you know who you are to get started. Fake it till you make it. Start by copying your heroes, not just their style, but also the way they see the world. Treat it like practice, like learning to write the alphabet, not plagiarism. As your copies fall short, pay attention to what makes you different. That's what you should amplify and transform into
0: your own work. Step three, write the book you want to read. Don't write what you know, write what you like. Think about your favorite work and your creative heroes. What did they miss? What could have been made better? If you were to write fan fiction, what would be included? And when you're at a loss on where to go next with your work, ask yourself, what would make a better story? Step four,
2: use your hands. Work that only comes from your head is no good. You need to find a way to bring your body into it. If possible, create two workspaces. One that's analog, where you're surrounded by newspaper clippings, post-it notes, index cards, pens, notebooks, and tools. The other with just your computer.
0: Step five, side projects and hobbies are important. The things you do when you're just messing around are often the things that take off, so have lots of projects you can bounce between. When you get sick of one project, move to another. Practice productive procrastination. Let your passions talk to each other. Take time to be bored and get lost. And don't worry about some grand scheme or vision for your work. What unifies your work is that you made it. Step six, do good work and
2: share it with people. Enjoy your obscurity while it lasts. Make stuff every day. Fail. Get better. And share your process with others on the internet. Share what you're curious about. Share your secrets as the great painter Bob Ross shared his craft on TV. Keep thinking of what you can post next. And
0: find people on the internet who love the same things as you and connect with them. Step seven Geography is no longer our master. If you feel stuck somewhere, build your own world around you. Surround yourself with books and objects you love. Spend time with people who are interesting, not necessarily people who do what you do, even if it's mostly just via social media. Leave home when you can, let yourself be uncomfortable, and create moments of solitude. Step eight, be nice.
2: The world is a small town. Follow people online who are smarter and better than you. If you ever find you're the most talented person in a room, find another room. Instead of picking fights on Twitter, channel your rage into making something. Remember, the best way to make friends is to say nice things about them, so try posting public fan letters online. Accept that not everyone will get what you're doing. Delete any nasty emails immediately, and put nice emails in a praise folder for those moments when you just need a lift.
0: Step 9. Be boring. It's the only way to get worked on. Don't get swept up in the stereotypical life of a reckless artist. Get enough rest and exercise. Stay out of debt. Keep your day job for both stability and human connection. Keep a calendar that shows your daily work and choose your romantic, platonic, and professional partners carefully. You'll want people who will put in the work, cheer you on, and also keep you grounded. Step 10. Creativity is subtraction.
2: Put constraints on yourself. Write a song on your lunch break. Shoot a movie with your iPhone. Make things with the time, space, and materials you have right now. And remember, what makes us interesting isn't just what we've experienced, but also what we
0: haven't experienced. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for how much time, Jolenta? Two weeks straight.
2: Okay, Kristen, I want you to go first, and I want to hear all about week one of Living by steal Like an Artist. How did it go? What did you steal?
0: Well, Jolenta, I want to say first and foremost that this book came at a really, really good time because... A few days before reading it, my friend Kelly Dunham, who's a comedian Mm -hmm. and storyteller, I know you know her, dolenta she asked me to be part of a live storytelling showcase this summer called There's More to Life Than Being Happy, A Celebration of Midwest Mommery.
2: Oh, my goodness. That is beyond perfect for you. That is so cute. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> I want to see it. I, I think so, too. I'm Midwestern, after all, and I did have a mom. Exactly. And you're a good storyteller. Oh, Jolenta, I don't know about that. I appreciate your confidence, but honestly, even though I accepted the invitation, I was terrified I mm. have never been in a storytelling showcase in front of a live audience. Yes, I've been on stage many times giving speeches and presentations, and you and I have done live shows, but just me by myself on a stage telling a story about my mom, mm. I, I just I, I haven't done that before. And to do it for the first time with a seasoned and celebrated and award-winning storyteller like Kelly, oh my God. In other words, I needed this book.
2: Interesting. Interesting. I'm very glad we were
0: living by it. How did you start out? I started with good old step one.
2: Ah, a classic. That is the titular step, still like an artist.
0: Exactly. And I love that you just used the word titular and you used it perfectly. Thank you. And I never use it correctly. Anywho. And for this... I looked for inspiration everywhere, on TV, in books, on product packaging, Mm -hmm. on all sorts of things that didn't even, at first glance, have to do with Midwest moms or storytelling. Take a listen. Ooh, honey, look at this one. Wow. She looks very talented. I love her joy and her grace. Oh, my God. Look at how she moves. She's got so much charisma. Look at that. She just flows, and she's having so much fun. She just did the split thing there. She did. I thought you were trying to write your story for
3: Kelly. You told me, leave you alone. But now you're looking at
0: roller skating videos? It's research, honey. This is research. Mm, Really?
2: Uh Uh-oh, Dean sounds very, very skeptical, but I believe you. I know how you could end up down a rabbit hole and end up on some really good roller skating videos. Moving your body is important in performance. You know, how you use your face, your arms, perhaps your skates in a live (laughs) show. Those things all matter.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But between me and you, maybe Dean was kind of right. I, mm. I, I was sort of procrastinating. And full disclosure, I kept that procrastinating going with Step 5.
2: Oh, yes. And Step 5 is side projects and hobbies are important.
0: Yes. And for this, I embarked on all sorts of quote-unquote productive <laughs> procrastination, as Cleon calls it, I colored my gray hairs with henna. I'm not sure if you can see here on the Zoom screen.
2: I mean, you never look great at me, but like you look extra chic. So maybe that's it. Thank
0: you. Uh, I I did a bunch of practice makeup tutorials. I painted one of the living room walls with Dean. What? (laughs) I, I cooked lots and lots of soups. And I posted photos on social doing all of the above. Yeah, I
2: saw the makeup pictures. They looked very good.
0: Thank you. And all the while, I told myself, these projects will help me come up with a story to tell. They'll help mm-hmm. me build confidence to tell that story in front of others. And did they? No. Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I figured maybe doing some step seven would help.
2: And step seven is geography is no longer our master. How did that apply?
0: Yeah. Well, part of the step is to spend time with creative and inspiring people, both online and in person, even if they're not creative in the same way as you. And one of the most creative people I know is my friend TJ, who, in addition to his day job being a nurse, he is also an artist who's had solo exhibitions. And even within the last year, he sold a piece to royalty. Yes, that's what? right. and. TJ gave me some advice. He said that I should watch some comedy specials that he liked, starting with Hannah Gadsby's Nanette on Netflix. I hadn't seen it yet, so he explained it to me. No, I mean, Dean and I tried to watch the first few minutes and he felt like it was a little bit too earnest for him so I I honestly never watched the special. Well I mean it's about her trauma so it's kind of not funny but she makes it funny so it bounces back and forth. It's a lot of it's a lot of whiplash. You're never sure what you're going to get with her. Um, But I would recommend you watch it because as a storyteller she's amazing. The way she links the stories back Uh and forth is incredible. Like she really builds it up and she's able to link things together that you would never have expected and comes to a surprise end you're like I did not see that coming
2: mm. um please tell me you checked out Hannah Gatsby's Nanette it is one of like the greatest comedy specials you will ever see in my book she's so good at her job she makes you think it's not even a comedy special I digress did you watch it
0: <laughs> well not exactly I went kind of a different route I decided to read the first half of her book. 10 steps to Nanette, which is kind of <laughs> about the creative process. Because I kind of wanted to get in her head, you know, right, how right. did she come up with this? So I did that. But you know how I said I read half of it? Mm-hmm. That's because halfway through I gave up and I was filled with self recrimination and I thought, I'm no Hannah Gadsby. She's been doing this for nearly 20 years, and you can tell, and I'm never going to be as good as her. She's way better than I'll ever be. Maybe I just need to call Kelly Dunham right now and tell her I am pulling out of this event because I am a loser and I am not this good. No,
2: no, Kristen's in her voice. No, stop it. Kristen, <laughs> you are not a quitter. And like the Midwesterner in you that I know would never back out of a, commitment that you'd already said yes to?
0: Well, not usually. I don't normally quit. I don't Mm -hmm. normally back out. But do you know what I do? Hmm. I procrastinate. I've already done it several times in this episode. Yeah, we all do. And I continued to, after putting down Hannah Gadsby's book, I did it with Step 8.
2: Okay, Step 8 is be nice. The world is a small town. What'd you do?
0: Yes. And for this I was just as collegial and delightful as I could possibly be with all the other storytellers and podcasters I know. I listened to and shared an episode of Latino USA my friend Miguel made. It's absolutely beautiful. Check Mm. it out on my social feed. I said – Yes to teaching a podcasting workshop with Sally Herships. She is one of the most respected and talented names in the business. And uh, I just figured if I can be in a room with her, as the book says, you know, find people who are more talented than you, be in a room with them. I'm like, yes, Sally, thank you for inviting me into a room with you. I will teach a workshop with you. I gave not one, but two former colleagues glowing recommendations for new jobs. And they both landed the jobs. Yes. Yes. And I only went online to say nice things about people. I did not go on there to be snarky. I only went on there to, you know, promote my friend's stuff, to say good things about the world, to try and showcase kindness.
2: Interesting. That all is great. But speaking of showcasing kindness, (laughs) did you come up with a story to tell for the Storytelling Showcase? No.
0: And that was the end of the first week. (laughs)
2: Wow, wow. You did so much and
0: so little at the same time. (laughs) But just a little hint here, things might get slightly better in week two.
2: Interesting. The classic Kristen
0: cliffhanger. (laughs) Well, let's just let everybody else hang on that cliff for a minute. Or don't hang on that cliff and instead pay attention to you, Jolenta, because Mm -hmm. we need to hear from you and your first week of living by Steel Like an Artist.
2: Oh, Kristen, my first week was a shit show. Oh, It was a total shit show. Yeah. How? On the first day that we started living by this book, Brad, who was suffering from severe allergies, decided to take a little
0: COVID test, and he tested positive. Uh, Oh, it's so terrible. I I was there with you when it happened. I'm not going to fake a reaction like, oh, no, he got it. I, I know he had it. It, w- it was absolutely terrible, and it was at the same time that Dean, my husband, was recovering from his COVID.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. They got it like in rapid succession. It was really cute.
0: The double whammy of husbands with COVID, and uh-huh. it was not fun, but I know for you that's much more serious. You yeah. have an autoimmune illness, and you cannot be in the same space as Brad when he has a disease like COVID.
2: Right. Yeah. I'm on a high dose of immunosuppressants and I'm not supposed to be around COVID. So while I like frantically tested myself, I packed up some clothes and some work supplies and the dog and I ran over to my mom's house so Brad could quarantine and be sad and sick alone in our apartment. <laughs> So I was freaking out. I was basically just, like, compulsively testing myself while I also, like, hold up in a room at my mom's place because I didn't want to expose her in case I actually was positive but just not testing positive yet, oh, you know? I
0: didn't even think about that because your mom is over a certain age, so she's high risk also. hmm And just, like, Ugh. I don't want to spread it, right?
2: So yeah. it's, like, I had to really keep to myself. So – I locked myself in a room, did a lot of tests, and just started scrolling through Twitter reading about the recent COVID surge and how there are no mask mandates in sight, and just sort of spinning out about the fact that people would rather have their faces feel free than like perhaps protect immunocompromised people or kids under five.
0: God, this does not sound like A fun, breezy, still like an artist experience, Jolenta. No.
2: And then I started like baiting people on Twitter, like tweeting (laughs) directly at like Mayor Eric Adams and the head of CDC and saying things like silent eugenics movement. Like (gasps) I got wild. (laughs) Oh, Jolenta. And like, during the middle of this like Twitter storm, I was like, wait, Twitter. Where <laughs> else was someone mentioning Twitter lately? And I was like, oh, shit, that book I'm supposed to be living by said something about Twitter.
0: Yes, 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 yes. That would be step eight. Be nice. The world <laughs> is a small town. Yes.
2: Right. The book says uh not to start Twitter fights in that steps and to instead like be motivated by your anger to do something. Yeah. So I did another part of step eight instead of trying to pick fights, and I picked people to follow on Twitter, people that have smart things to say about disability rights, public health, and what it's like for immunocompromised people right now. I followed people like Dr. Uche Blackstock, Dr. Elizabeth Jacobs, Stephanie Tate, Dr. Lucky Tran. They were all great follows.
0: I am taking notes right now. I mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I am going to follow all these people.
2: Yeah. And just sort of the act of finding those people and reading their feeds and following them started to, like, calm me down and remind me, like, I'm not in a world that's, like, out to get me, even though Twitter can let me feel that way.
0: <laughs> Whoa, Twitter's so good at that. And what did you do after that? So... While I just
2: kept staying in this room compulsively taking COVID tests, I decided to do a
0: step 1-10 combo. All right. So step 1 is, of course, the titular step. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? I copied you. Yep, yep, yep. Step 1 is steal like an artist. And step 10 is to be boring.
2: And I mean, really, the COVID exposure situation forced me to be boring, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to spread it. So I stayed in my room for the next few days. And I was like, I'll get some extra sleep. I'll catch up on any sleep I've been missing. Maybe I'll like stock up on some extra sleep, you know, so that was quite boring. And then when I was awake, I did some deep dives into these three comics I love who have dealt with health issues and chronic illness in their work, Tig Nataro, Maria Bamford, and... And Ayana Dookie, she's a new up-and-comer who I, like, perform with once. You should totally check her out. Um, so here I am doing my research. I'm researching these comedians. I'm watching their work. And one thing I keep noticing over and over again is they're making their work work for them, even though they're comedians and there's usually like a pretty strict formula for how comedy is like presented to the outside world. They are breaking that formula specifically to meet their emotional needs, their health needs. They're not standing up in front of an audience. They're doing something at home on their floor in their bedroom. They're being open and honest about like current health struggles instead of like trying to push them aside and like doing bits that are more universally easy to understand. They're Changing the formula of typical comedy to meet their formula of personal needs. And like, there's no reason I can't do that too.
0: Look at that. You're getting in their heads. You're getting in their process. You're not just thinking, oh, they're funny, but actually digging a little bit deeper scratching below the surface. I think Cleon would be proud of you there.
2: Good. Thank you. Yeah. It was calming to just sort of methodically go through the work of these people. And it helped balance my anxiety of, again, taking all the COVID tests.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Jolenta, just can you reassure the listeners? You didn't ever end up getting COVID though, right?
2: I thankfully did not either. I got out of there before Brad was contagious or it's because I have the second booster for immunocompromised patients. But I somehow by the grace of like the universe managed to steer clear. Ooh. Yes. Yay.
0: Yay. COVID free. Yeah. (laughs) And I
2: thought what a great way to celebrate, uh, than by doing a jumble of steps all together.
0: Ooh, which ones? Mm-hmm. So I did steps four, five, and seven. Those are use your hands, side projects and hobbies are important, and geography is no longer our master. Those are those three steps. hmm mm-hmm.
2: And I loved what the book said about side projects, that they didn't have to fit into like the grand scheme or unified vision of our work. Like... Because often when I'm crocheting, I'm like, this has nothing to do with comedy. I'm wasting creative energy. Um, <laughs> but I was like, this is, this is not the case, according to this book. So I picked up an embroidery project that I managed to pack before I left. I'm embroidering some tarot card images onto a
0: pillow. Oh, Very me.
2: Very me. And I just went to town on it for the whole rest of the week.
0: Ooh, and... Bonus, Mm -hmm. embroidery is something you do with your hands, Jolenta. I see what you're doing there.
2: Exactly. So there's the step five in there, too. And because I was doing it all at my mom's place, I was getting a total change of scenery, which is something step seven recommends to like shake up your creative juices. So here I am working away at my mom's. I have to say, it's nice. It's on the ground level. It's street side. So I see cars going by, I see people going by. Like there's much more life. It feels, it feels like I'm like at a coffee shop, but I'm not being exposed to any COVID. So it's, it's a nice change of scenery. And at a bonus, I get to see every dog that walks by. So it's like being at a coffee shop slash dog parade.
0: Oh, you sound very content there, Joel, and very content in, in in the zone. Yeah, I was chilling.
2: I was embroidering my tarot cards. I was watching all the dogs go by. My mom lives right by a park, so there's like some hot dog action. And I didn't crank out anything, like, prolific or comedy-related, but I kept myself focused on creativity and just working with my hands and staying focused on that hobby also helped me just cope with the stress of being stuck away from Brad while he was sick. Uh, He did get quite sick. It was not just a cold... But when Brad was finally feeling better, at the very end of the week, he rode his bike over to my mom's place for a distanced visit, and I showed him the progress I had
0: made. Oh, well, first of all, I'm glad that Brad is feeling better at this point. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you're reunited, and I'm also glad that he is showing support for your creative process because that's one of the things that Cleon says we need is to choose our partners carefully. We need people who support us and Brad's totally doing it right totally, there. Totally, Good job, yeah. Jolenta. He's
2: not like, hey, you wasted valuable podcasting and comedy <laughs> energy, you know? Yes, exactly. Good job, Brad. That's such a good point. Um, so that is where I ended my first week.
0: Well, I can hardly wait to hear where you take things in week two. But before that,
2: have you lived by steel like an artist? Did it work for you? Do you love it? Did you steal the book? Share your story with us. People are always talking at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod. Or you can always reach out to us via email, kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Okay, Kristen, when we ended your first week of Living by "Still Like an Artist, we were at that cliffhanger of will she, won't she ever come up with a story to tell at the Storytelling Showcase about Midwest Moms?
0: Yes, that's right. And going into week two, surprise, I still had no idea of what story I was going to tell. I did not have a story written down. Mm-hmm. So... Dean and I went to one of our neighborhood cafes, sat at a sidewalk table, and discussed Ooh. my writer's block. And specifically, we discussed step three.
2: That is write the book you want to read.
0: Yes. And here's Dean sharing some wisdom. I think I read somebody's
2: book that they needed this week, actually.
0: oh, <laughs> So I, you know how
3: I have a bit of a penchant for... Um, uh, altruistic, like, military sci-fi. Like, In
0: space. Yeah, like a person with a strong moral code <laughs> is
3: going to save the world kind of thing. I love to eat that stuff up. Yes. But at the end, I read the bio of the author, and um, he was actually a career soldier. And I just wonder if he wanted his military experience to be this, like, strong moral code, build everybody up, reinforce respect for each Everybody's other. Everybody's and... there for the right reasons. Exactly. And I just wonder if maybe that was not... not not the author's experience uh, when they were a soldier. The writing was sophomoric and not a lot of fun and and repetitive (laughs) and, and very, very
0: obvious and straightforward. And then I'm like, but maybe I should support an author like that. I just like that you want to support somebody when they're essentially doing therapy through their book. I guess I haven't really thought about my writing as therapy since I was a teenager writing really bad poetry, but maybe I need to do more of that. Maybe, maybe you should. Maybe that's a great thing to
2: do. Love it, Dean.
0: So I thought about what Dean said, and the next day when I was on the subway, I tried to take a teeny tiny baby step toward actually writing something, toward writing the thing that I needed back in the day, toward writing (laughs) for therapy, and I tried to do all of that with Step 10.
2: Okay, that would be creativity is subtraction. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Yes, and for this... I put a timed constraint on myself, as the book suggests. I told myself, Kristen, you only have to write while you're on the subway today. You can write anything, a haiku, a list, an outline, anything. Just think about the book you needed when you were growing up as you do it, or the thing you personally would want to read now. And by the way, when I say Only when I was on the subway that day, I had a 10-minute trip, and then I had a 20-minute trip on the subway. So it wasn't a lot. It was a very small constraint. Yeah. It's creativity is subtraction. Yes. And you know what, Jalenta? What? Everything I wrote was terrible. (laughs) Yes. It was just a bunch of stream of consciousness words and phrases, beginning with therapy, then couch, then Freud, and on and on. It was absolutely awful. I'm not going to read any of it to you here. <laughs> but on the bright side, it also gave me the chance to check off one more step from my list, which is to use your hands. Because oh, I did all yeah. the writing with a pen and a notebook. I was totally analog, so... If nothing else, at least I checked that off.
2: Yeah, and that is step four. And that totally counts. (laughs) I love that you checked off that step. But I do have to say, I am getting a little worried that you may never come up with a story (laughs) to share.
0: Well, so was I. But then... Out of the blue, my friend Sudi called me to say she'd heard my appearance on a podcast called Eclipsed that I'd taped over six months earlier and that she saw online. I apparently shouted out the producers like, great job producing the story I got to be in back in you know week one when I was spreading kindness online. Anywho, she said she really loved the story. It was all about the Mall of America, which was built in my hometown when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And how I've always had a love hate relationship with it, and how my mom eventually started working there. Here is a clip of that episode. I grew up primarily in Bloomington, Minnesota. And the thing that Bloomington, Minnesota is best known for is the Mall of America. It's the largest Mm -hmm. mall in the US. And my mother, who worked retail her entire life in her later years before she died, ended up working at the Mall of America.
3: And so so how old were you
0: when it was built? What, like, what was the, what was your relationship to it growing up? Okay, so when I was a kid, I can't remember the exact age I was, but when I was a kid, there was talk of, you know, breaking ground on what was going to be the largest mall in the U.S., and I remember thinking, this is a terrible idea. Yes, love it. And as I talked with Sudi about my appearance on Eclipsed, I confess to her that there was actually a certain point during the interview when I was talking about my mom that I started to get choked up and that I deliberately did not go as deep as I could have because I didn't want to cry to a host I didn't know mm. personally about my mom, who he'd never met, and about the Mall of America because, <laughs> oh, my God, I don't want to be that woman crying over an indoor mall that has a Legoland and a roller coaster and a store where my mom used to talk to tourists all days. Yeah,
2: sometimes Camp Snoopy's going to make you cry, girl.
0: And that's when it hit me. Maybe I could talk about all those things in my storytelling showcase with Kelly.
2: Ding, dang, dang! Yes. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like you got some inspiration. And fucking bonus, the inspiration was from yourself <laughs> like six months prior. Like the call was coming from inside the Kristen.
0: It was. It was. And I was going to steal from that Kristen. <laughs> yes.
2: Steal from that girl. She knew yes. what was up.
0: And so I did. I got down to business. I did some step nine.
2: Oh, and step nine is be boring. It's the only way to get work done. Perfect.
0: Exactly, exactly. I treated the story of my mom and the mall like business. I set aside time each day to write at least a page about how the mall changed my hometown and about how, in a lot of ways... It nourished my mom during her final years. It gave her a sense of purpose. It gave her a circle of friends when she had so few at the time because she'd relocated so much and because she'd just gone through a divorce and because my nana just died. And the mall gave her health insurance, which she desperately, desperately needed in the end when she got really sick. And I wrote about how – God, I'm going to start crying. I know. I wrote about how all of her coworkers – And even some of her customers showed up for her funeral.
2: Oh, that is so precious.
0: (laughs) I wrote it all. I wrote it as therapy, and I cried almost every Mm. time I sat down to write.
2: Uh, I'm, like, getting a vision of her at the mall (laughs) right now. Uh, Kristen, even if you never shared this with anyone else, a.k.a. Step Six, it sounds like this was just very good for you to sort of explore, even though it, it brought up some bittersweet memories, like, so much love. Like, I see so much love and, like, smile in your face right now. Like, it sounds like it was very good for you.
0: It was. It was, Jolenta. And I hope telling you all about it fulfills my Step 6 obligations and eventually uh, telling it at that storytelling showcase with Kelly Dunham. I hope Mm -hmm. so.
2: Yeah. I mean, Step 6 is do good work and share it with people.
0: Sounds quite good. (laughs) And uh, sharing is built in. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And that... My friend is how I ended my second week, which oh, means, my goodness, Jolenta, it's time to get back to you. We need to hear about your second week of living by, steal like an artist.
2: Okay. So, second week started by moving home. Brad had quarantined for 10 days. He was testing negative, finally feeling better.
0: Yay. I was ready to go back. Yes, yes. Get back home and get to some more steps, I hope.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got home, got right to step six.
0: Nice. And step six is do good work and share it with others.
2: And for this step, the book recommends uh, you share your process and what you're curious about online. And I was curious, actually, about how to adjust my process for writing comedy. You know, people are going to gigs again and doing open mics again. But as we established, there is a COVID surge. I'm immunocompromised. It's not really the place I should be like at a bar Mm -hmm. um, doing an open mic. So I have to stay in and I can't test out any material the way I normally would on a live audience anywhere. So I tweeted out a little quandary asking what comedians who are immunocompromised are doing or what they would do if they were immunocompromised.
0: And did they give you some advice? No, Kristen. At
2: first, I didn't get any responses. Oh, come on. And I fucking (laughs) panicked. And I started, like, adding tweets to the thread because I'm like, the more tweets there are, the more people will see it. And then I even started sharing that I was panicking. I, like, my last tweet is like, oh, no, I'm not getting any responses. There are no Uh. suggestions. (laughs) And once people saw that, I think they started feeling bad for me. And they started (laughs) making suggestions.
0: Oh, pity the fool. Mm -hmm. Pity the fool. Yeah.
2: Someone told me about an Instagram live open mic. Uh, Another person recommended looking for outdoor gigs and like parking parking
0: lot shows. Oh, my gigs outdoors, by the way. Exactly. Yes, they exist. Um, And lots of
2: people reminded me that TikTok is a great place to like try out stuff quickly yes 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 Mm -hmm. and now our avid listeners may remember i have tried some stuff out on tiktok a while back with a barbie and it went okay but (laughs) i did like the idea of using tiktok to workshop bits so i decided to delete my barbie videos there were only three it's not a huge loss and i decided to dedicate my tiktok feed to working on new material And I finally got down to actually writing some ideas and doing step three. Ah, step three. That is write
0: the book you want to read.
2: And in this case, the book I want to read is one full of lupus jokes. (laughs) I figured since it's lupus's fault, I can't go out into the world. I would write jokes at lupus's expense. Um, And, you know, there are also just so many weird, strange, funny things that come along with like chronic illness um, that I was like, this, this, this is what I would want to read about while I'm like sitting here stuck home alone, feeling like it's 2020 again. So uh, here's one of the first little things I wrote. One of the perks of having lupus, all my hair fell out. But now that it's growing back, I get to experiment with a pixie cut that I never would have cut on my own.
0: Oh, that is cute. And it's true. And your hair looks terrific.
2: Thanks. It's hitting a weird, awkward phase. It needs a trim. But thank you. Yeah. So I kept sort of writing these little quips about lupus. And once I had a handful of them, I did a step two, ten combo.
0: Step two is don't wait until you know who you are to start. And ten is creativity is subtraction. Mm -hmm.
2: So I was like, I'm just going to start making for real TikTok videos. I'm not going to wait till I feel like I know the app better. I'm not going to wait till I feel like these jokes are perfect. I'm just going to put it out there. I took each joke. I made a video of me saying it. And because TikTok loves keeping it brief, and the book suggests you put restrictions on your work to add an extra spark of creativity, I made sure each joke was no longer than three sentences.
0: Ooh, nice. I like that constraint. Thank you. And how did it go? Uh, I think it turned out pretty well. I want
2: to play you one of the finished products. Uh, since you can't see it, just imagine me in a tie-dye shirt, like lounging on a bed with some, like, sort of fun hearts floating around in the atmosphere and a little, like, lupus warrior gifts sort of, like, circling in the corner. One of the perks of lupus? I'm so nauseous all the time for my medication that I never have to cook anymore. <laughs>
0: It's true. You don't have to. Brad does yeah. the cooking, right? Yep. Never
2: cook anymore. Never want to look at a boiling pot. Sometimes even pasta cooking can make me want to puke. <laughs> and Kristen, what's fun is that while Brad was scrolling through TikTok, he found one of my new videos on his feed and he came and like ran in to tell me his thoughts. Ooh. hmm I really like your TikToks. Yeah? Because
1: I like that they're like little snackable lengths. And- yeah.
2: Like, the perfect length, and they're, like, just the right amount of, like, I don't know what it is. It's, like, whimsy and snark at your own disease. Thank you. Thanks. I'm Sorry. trying. Yeah, I want to keep it super short. a short, fun, little quip. Yeah, but they're also, mm-hmm. it's also earnest and, mm-hmm. a, like, refreshing, but still, like, a little light. You don't own me. Like, so I, I like it. Good, good. Yeah, I think I'm hitting a tone.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice, Mm -hmm. Jolenta. The fact that Brad is appreciating it is good. The fact that it showed up in his feed is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the fact that you're feeling good about what you're making. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is so great.
2: And notice he loved how short they were. Thank you, Step 10. (laughs) Keeping it brief. Yes. So I finished out week two by posting five of these videos, and I have more coming down the pipeline. And they're already getting like way more views and some of my Barbie videos did.
0: Yay. Look at you. Mm-hmm. You are an artist, Jolenta. You stole like an artist. Yeah. And you now are out in the world like an artist. On TikTok, at Jolenta G. <laughs> and on that note, I guess it's time to take our second break. Yeah. But first, a reminder. We love it when you rate and review us. So whatever podcatcher you use, rate us five stars. Put in a good word for us and tell a friend about the show.
2: You're probably listening on your phone right now. Just like look down and do it real quick.
3: (laughs) Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Save big money on your next
1: project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Sump pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now.
3: Save big money at Menards.
2: Oh-key-doke. We are back. And Kristen, it is time to get down to business. It's verdict time. Did Steal Like an
0: Artist actually work for you? Would you recommend it?
2: What are your thoughts?
0: Wow. First and foremost, I have got to say I loved how short and snappy this book was. Uh, oh, my goodness. Last season, we had a lot of like 350, 450-page books. This book is not 450 pages. It is small. It is snappy. It's a very quick read with some fun illustrations.
2: It's cute if you get it in physical form. It's like small.
0: Yes, yes. Physically, it's small. And some of the illustrations are cute. Some of the anecdotes are reassuring. Uh, Some of the quotes are nice. You know, there's... lot of fun in the reading of this book. There's fun in the tone. And he's down to earth. And the steps are clear. They're laid out. They're explained. It's not like one of these things where like, I don't understand what he's trying to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Everything's very concrete and clear. Uh, And the advice, I think, is good, even in my case, where I essentially procrastinated for the entire first week. I, I think, honestly, though, my procrastination ended up being productive And made me more attuned to my creativity, Mm -hmm. thanks to this book.
2: Yeah, I would agree. It
0: may not have seemed like it to all of you out there listening, but I think it helped me get in the headspace for what I needed to do eventually and what I did do in week two. And uh, any place the book fell short was really, in my opinion, due to me not doing the steps in order. I I would not blame Mm. the book at all. I'd, I'd blame myself here. Interesting. Yeah. That being said. I don't think this is a perfect book. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is that P word in there, the privilege thing. Like in the geography shouldn't hold us back thing, he does still reiterate over and over again. But you should still travel the world. Meet people. Cultures.
2: Yeah, immerse.
0: Make sure you spend a few months living in another country or whatever. You know, there's definitely that stuff where it's like, you know, some people can't do that. A lot of people have never been on a plane A lot of people have never been able to leave the country. Mm -hmm. The U.S. is a vast, giant country. It's not like it's easy for a lot of us to hop over to Europe. Yeah, it's not as easy. And in Europe, I'll just say all the countries are like the size of very small East Coast states in the US. So it's easy to see 10 countries in a week. We can't see 10 countries in a week in the US. It's a lot harder. I did
2: for like a split second there, be like, wait, am I reading four hour work week?
0: And I was like, oh, no, there's (laughs) a cute drawing. Never mind. Yes, yes. And then on top of that, this book, does what a lot of books do that are filled with quotes and anecdotes about famous people. And by that I mean it for the most part only chooses white men for those quotes and those anecdotes. So I'm not going to say this was a perfect counting job. Uh, I did it very quickly. I came up with 48 famous creators who were quoted or who had anecdotes about them in this book. And of the 48, I only counted six women and seven people of color. So... Yeah, that not is great numbers. not good. That's well over two-thirds white men we're supposed to be inspired by. And one of them, as usual, is Steve Jobs, who every self-help author seems to love for some reason.
2: God, they love quoting him.
0: Oh, they love it. They love it. So, yeah, the book is not perfect. That being said, it did help me, and I did enjoy, for the most part, the read. So I'm going to say it. I'm recommending this book. Nice. Nice. But— Jolenta, let's get to you. I want to hear your verdict. What is your verdict for steal like an artist? Well,
2: I'll start, I'll start where you ended. Uh, <laughs> the inspiring quotes scattered throughout the book, quite guy heavy. I did not count, but like the fact that I even noticed it means like it was quite prevalent because I have yes. a tendency to really breeze past those quotes as though they're <laughs> almost not in the book. Um, but I was like, God, that's a lot of dudes. Yes. And, like, the ones that I know are all white. Um, yes. So, like, I definitely noticed that. And I'm like, that's a hint alienating and shows, like, sort of a lack of creativity when it comes to researching just quotes. It's like, I know when you barely scratch the surface, it's all white dudes in these quote collections. But, like, if you work a smidge harder, you can find things other people said that are just as inspiring, if not more so.
0: Yeah, just A quick aside here, Jolenta, you and I have our Patreon community, and if you donate to us a certain dollar amount every month, you get a mini episode every week, which is words of inspiration that are famous quotations from people. Who are those famous people? I think out of 100 that we've done so far, only one has been a man. It's not that hard to find women slash people of color who are inspiring. They're everywhere.
2: Yeah, exactly. But back to your
0: verdict, Alinta. So that being
2: said, I did enjoy the format of the book. Like you said, fun and snappy. And it's not just all like art gibberish, which is what I was afraid <laughs> it would be. You know, the graphics are fun. The blacked out newspaper poems are really cool. They're like great poems. They're cool to look at. And I loved that there were lots of concrete tasks to try in order to spark creativity. Because you know, we love a concrete task here on yes. By the Book, not yes, some sort do. of ethereal, like, like, daydream about it, manifest it. It's like, I don't know, try an analog desk. Like, yes. it's like, that's something I could physically do and feel like I actually tried it, not like, I don't know if I tried it right. <laughs> and I have to say, like, I think I got more shit done with this book, like creativity wise, than any other book we've lived by. I've probably said this before. (laughs) But like, I finally made some like actual videos that I'm like, kind of proud of about thoughts that I've been writing down for like two years. And the way the book sort of like motivates you to work isn't like by getting on your ass or being like daily pages. It made being creative like less daunting by suggesting these sort of small little itty bitty things to try that constantly remind us that we can make new things and we can create and like we don't need to take ourselves too seriously because like failure is part of it. So yeah, overall though, I think I liked this book enough to give it a full, full recommend. I, <gasps> I'm getting like actual feedback on my videos. I don't know if it's just the hashtags or the algorithms, but I can see which ones are getting more views, more likes. Like it's working a bit like an open mic where I'm like getting actual responses from people, seeing what works. I like got a lot done because of this book.
0: Wow. Well, Jolenta, that sounds like between me and you. We've got a double recommend here. A full recommend.
2: Yes. Wow. Wow. What a way to start the season. Yes.
0: and that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our amazing superstar production team at Stitcher. They are Corinne Wallace and Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wida who composed our theme song. And thank you to the Rizzos for performing it.
2: And stay in touch with us. Let us know if you've read Still Like an Artist, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Our email address again, Kristen kristinandjalenta at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at ByTheBookPod. I'll be sure to repost some of those makeup pictures of Kristen where she's trying out like makeup tutorials. They're very fun.
0: <laughs> and to remind everybody of what your TikTok handle is. Oh, find me on TikTok at Yes, yes. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Ditcher.
1: Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of bonnie plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch bonnie plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing. And check out our weekly flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now.
3: Save big money, at-